Welcome to another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, this time featuring not only my esteemed colleague, news editor Pui Guan Man, but a very special guest, Hannah Afalabi, Managing Director and Founder at Mood and Space and founder of Black Women in Real Estate. Um, so Hannah, yeah. welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy and glad to be here. <laughs> Good. So First of all, I mean, can you sort of tell us a little bit about your group, um, Black Women in Real Estate, and, and what what it does, what what you do, and what being a member can offer to people? Yeah, so Black Women in Real Estate um, is, as the the name is, is for Black women in the industry, and actually it covers across the whole industry and in the built environment. Um, it it was uh, set up in 2019, and it was more mm -hmm. of an informal community of Black black women at that time uh, because you know we just don't really tend to see each other within our day-to-day -day network mm. and personally I was looking for some friends within the industry um, and we went out for dinner and that kind of was the start of black women in real estate uh, and so um, today we have um, over 400 members um, we run regular events we run campaigns and we, we partner with the likes of um, Cushman and Wakefield, um, uh, uh, Quay Services, um, uh, GPE, etc., to really mm -hmm. try and spotlight and highlight Black women in the industry. But our main aim is to ensure that women, Black women within the industry, have the opportunity to thrive within their workspace and are given the same opportunities and equity to do well uh, within the industry. So that's that's quite a lot of friends you've managed to gather. <laughs> Uh, exactly, that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> from that initial plan. Um, and even among people that, that realise and understand that, that far more needs to be done when it comes to EDI in its various forms in real estate and across society, as we've sort of seen this week with the with the news about, about cricket in England and Wales. And I think though there, there is a little less understanding about intersectionality, isn't there? And and the overlapping uh, discriminations and disadvantages that, that can result and the challenges that, that that poses. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that, like you said, there are specific challenges being a black woman um, because of your race and because of your gender. And something that I always try and remind people, especially where we're questioned as to why we exist, is that most of the time black women are a minority even in the edi groups and so you have women networks and black women will be a minority in that space you have black only networks and black women will be a minority mm. in that space as well um so it's really important for for us as an, an organization to be able to provide a place where black women feel like they are they are comfortable because they can let their guard down and voices do matter. Um, and that's that's really fundamentally what we're about. Not to say that there isn't diversity within our organisation, mm. you know, inter intersectionality of being black and a woman is just to start this. There are women who are neurodiverse, uh, have different able bodies, um, you know, uh, LGBTQ plus. And so really it's about first trying to address some of their 
diversity needs and, and especially around their, their, their initial uh, physical identity and then seeing how we can support them with their other diverse attributes as well. Yeah. And of course, like the sectors like real estate can only really be changed from within. So and a lot of work is is being done across the industry to to encourage people from a wider uh, sort of diverse array of backgrounds to enter the profession. And do you do you feel it is a is a good profession for for young black women to to enter? Would you sort of encourage more young black women to to sort of choose this sort of wide and varied? industry for their career? Uh, so the, the short answer is yes, <laughs> with, with several caveats. Um, sure. so yeah, so I think I think the industry is great. You know, the built environment effectively like impacts everyone's lives. And there are so many different types of roles within the industry mm. that people can do. And the industry will definitely benefit from a broader skill set and a broader type type of people who can serve service those those skill um those roles. But for young, diverse, not just black women, but diverse people entering the industry, it's an, it's a great opportunity to impact and change the world they're living in. Uh, so I would definitely advocate for that. What what I would say though, and, and again in terms of black women in real estate, it's really about ensuring um, that there is a change in the culture and there's a shift in the culture within the industry that enables mid to senior women to stay. You know, we have a massive retention issue. And so it's around ensuring that that culture enables them to stay, to improve and to, to improve their careers and to excel and, and get to senior levels to be that representation that the younger generation need mm-hmm. um, to want to come in and to want to stay. And so I think if we can deal with the culture and the retention issue, we'll probably have dealt with the entry level um, drive of younger talent in coming into the industry as well. So um, yeah, I think I think I think it is a great industry and hopefully Black Women in Real Estate is demonstrating that for diverse, diverse uh, groups of people mm-hmm. coming in. But you know, they, they, the people entering the profession, they want to see those role models yes, whose careers exactly. they can emulate. Yeah, and you know, like just culturally, we we haven't gotten there yet. Mm. Um, and I think with hopefully groups like and organisations like ours, and you know, with a shift in mindset, it will get easier for the younger generation coming in. At least that is my my hope. And speaking of that younger generation, this week. And Black Women in Real Estate has launched a, a campaign that that will hopefully support more junior real estate professionals and, and, and enable them to join your uh, your organisation. So how how is that campaign going to work? I think you mentioned uh, uh, the, the firm that you're partnering with earlier on, but sort of give them give them due credit again now. Yeah, so Cray Services uh, Limited are sponsoring five spaces for junior black women in the industry, and I'm really really excited about this because. You know, like like we were saying about it being a great industry, but really providing the necessary supports for those young black women to enter in the industry uh, would ensure that they could have hopefully a better chance of a, a, a successful career. Um, and so the campaign uh, launched on uh, uh, just uh, 
earlier this week and the intention is that we'll leave the application and forms open uh, until July for people to come in and apply. Um, the intention is that we get a, a good deal of applications and spotlight and highlight those five junior women um, at the end of the campaign, but support their career for 12 months mm -hmm. in ensuring that they have the, the necessary support in, in developing their, their, um, their profession. We'll we'll include all the necessary links uh, in the in the podcast yes, right off. But but uh, what 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 are you looking for applicants uh, to do, and and where should anyone interested go to find out more? Yeah, so um, on our website, so www. I don't know why I said the the three Ws, but the <laughs> BWR. <laughs> <laughs> we I all like still do. Yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't do the HTTP. <laughs> I know, right? Imagine <laughs> the forward slashes. Yeah, um, the bwre.org. Um, you can you could also check it out on our LinkedIn page. Uh, the application form is online as well, and it really is just demonstrating why you feel like you would benefit from this and benefit from the exposure to senior Black women, to the career support at this stage. Some of the benefits that we we have as as a membership is access to conferences, uh, access to speaking engagements, panels, networking opportunities uh, throughout the sector, not just with black women, but with senior leadership with, across the industry as well. Uh, we have um, an, like informal mentoring structures and, and generally supporting um, each other in our career choices. And so that would look like supporting APC applications, it could be supporting job applications and or helping people select their next career, not just uh, in terms of job, but that career move upwards within their organisations as well. Um, but yeah, so, so that's that's some of the, the benefits um, of, of the, the membership and specifically for those junior women, it would be invaluable. Fantastic. So if, if if anyone listening thinks that that's for them or or even thinks that they know someone that that yeah. would be perfect for, uh, please do sort of share that information and and uh, and, and get in touch um, with uh, with Black Women in Real Estate and, and get involved in that in that campaign. Um, Hannah, I'm also fairly certain you'll have some thoughts to share on our next topic, mm -hmm. uh, which has been keeping Pui uh, very busy this week, um, the latest developments uh, in the RICS saga. And, and Pui, we, we thought we were taking one step forward um, last week when we welcomed uh, RICS Chief Executive Justin Young, uh, but um, his honeymoon period really didn't last very long, bless him. Um, so can you talk me through the timeline of, of what took place this week? Yes, I mean, I don't think the honeymoon, he hasn't even really started yet. So the honeymoon <laughs> ended before he began, unfortunately. Oh. Um, yes, there's just no getting away from the RICS. So uh, yet again, the RICS is in turmoil over another governance row. So um, last week, the entire 10 strong standards and regulation board resigned, um, with nine directors resigning in support of its chair, uh, J Dame Janet Paraskeva. I hope I'm saying her name right. Mm. Um, but she quit after the RICS called her in, indicating that she might be sacked. And she was only reappointed as a chair in September last year for a three year term. So it was something of a, sh of a shock uh, exit. Um, and they've agreed to work a handover period while the RICS finds their replacements, uh, which have been scaled down, I think, to four interims. And um, 
as you'll be able to read from the resignation letters that we've published in full online on EG, what pushed her over the edge was that in the letter sent to Paraskeva about the meeting, um, Rickson's president, Anne Gray, specifically outlined concerns that Paraskeva had held a meeting with Housing Minister Rachel McLean, in which she allegedly told McLean that the board didn't, well, the, when I say the board, I mean the SRB, hmm. um, didn't have the independence, the support or the resources to do its job, um, and that reforms from Lord Michael Bichard's review were not being implemented, and that um, Clause uh, 221 of the levelling up bill, which would give the Secretary of State the power to instigate an independent review into the RICS, um, was needed. And in her resignation letter, Paraskeva strongly denied all of those allegations. And she said that she's always acted in good faith to preserve and promote self-regulation for the institution and the profession. And a joint statement from the directors, uh, which we've also written about, um, suggested that this actually this has underscored a deeper belief um, in which they say, um, I, I quote this uh, verbatim, that they've been treated from the outset by the leadership more as the enemy than as the regulator within the RICS, despite being set up to regulate the profession, you know, as, as an independent entity. And they added that it became increasingly difficult to do their job as a result. Um, and what makes this particularly remarkable is that the RICS's crisis um, with with a governance row, um, it, it dates it dates back to 2019, um, uh, when four non-execs were sacked for trying to get to the bottom of financial discrepancies. And since it all came to light a couple of years ago, there's been at least three major reviews relating to either the organisation's purpose and relevance or its role in valuations. And those have been led by, I think, more than three people. Um, mm. I think Levitt, from memory, it was brought, she was brought in to continue the first after her predecessor quit um so um so yes that's uh, i mean i i know i went on a bit but no <laughs> not at unpack. all sorry uh one day soon Pui, you'll you'll be writing the book about this period in in the RICS history i think there, there's there've been a lot of um of things to read a lot of documents um and obviously uh, inevitably thoughts sort of turn towards sort of what happens next and, and what what the future could be um so we uh, we have a survey um running on the website at the moment don't we with with options for the future ranging from staying the current course uh to just sort of blowing the whole thing up and starting again from fresh um so uh, i guess people have got maybe that to look forward to next week to to, to see what the 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 results are and the, what the, the answers to, to our survey have been? Yeah, that's right. So so based on the industry conversations that we're having and, and emails and messages that we're getting from, from members uh, in the past week, we decided to start a survey, which you'll find on our website. And yeah, we're asking the industry what it thinks should happen next at the RICS. Um, and it's free to access and we want to give it a few days um, for people to respond. Um, I think at the core of it, what members want is some reassurance that the RICS is actually going to implement the you know the all-encompassing recommendations that all of those reviews had promised um but it seems with the latest crisis it's gone um a few steps back rather than forwards so i guess really at the heart of it we're looking at whether this is the the tipping point really for the organization i mean mm. just to just to balance that out a bit you know i was on the phone with the, the president Anne gray um earlier this week and i'm paraphrasing a little bit here 
but she pointed out that the organization is part way through a major transformation and that in any major transformation there's going to be some really uncomfortable moments and that this is one of those and she is hoping that members are going to sort of take it on faith that the reorganization is taking effect and that this isn't an impediment and she tells me she's been getting, you know, floods of emails from members that have been outlining uh, their support. It's just that, you know, on our side, what we see are our inboxes and social media feeds and conversations are painting a, a rather different story. But, you know, I, I do think at the heart of it, you know, rouse aside, one thing does seem to be universal, and that is everyone really cares quite deeply mm. about the RICS, um, that it that it does have the power to do really great things for the profession, and mm. they want it to succeed, you know, to, to once a, again become a credible voice for the profession. So it's a really kind of, it's a pivotal time for the RICS, and it needs to think quite carefully about how to approach the situation. So we, yeah, we want to know what members think need to happen to bring that change that is desperately needed, you know, whether that's at the top, whether it's root and branch reform or whether or whether they don't need to do anything, whether they just carry on focusing on, on what what they're doing at the moment. So please do make every effort to fill in the survey and, and have your say. We'd, we'd love to know what you think. We absolutely would. And we're looking forward to sort of finding out more of that. But 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 we here don't have to wait because we've got a chartered member sat here with us and, and, and we can we can ask uh for, for hannah's views uh yeah. what, so what have you made of the organization's sort of recent struggles and uh, and what are the key problems as you perceive them and, and what what would you how would you answer our survey what would you like to to see uh in its future yeah big oh, questions it's, sorry it's Hannah. Such, yeah <laughs> such big questions and and, and to be honest i think you know it's right you're right we, everyone wants to see the RICS succeed, you know. When we get our membership letters and you, we post it on LinkedIn, you know, we've, we finally passed the APC. It's a big moment for most people entering the professional who have passed that stage in their profession. And so you want that organisation that sits behind those letters to be also credible and to be, you know, to, to use its power for good, I guess. Um so it is disappointing when things like these like this happen. But again, the response is either frustration um, or uh, curiosity from the members because, you know, we are part of this membership body. We're paying to be part of this membership body and we want to know what's going on. So uh, there's so many things that you can say needs to be done but I really do think there's a point about you know like what Angre said you know if they're in the midst of transportation I really want to see what settling down looks like mm. before we comment on whether it needs to be scrapped or we need to start again like what where when we get to the end of this transformation plan what does what does that look like first and then we can talk about what else needs to change and you know, Black Women in Real Estate, we've been working with the RICS on a number of things, including like improving their data collection. Um, and we're part we're part of their their working groups as well. And actually we've been in talks with them sponsoring our next campaign called Phenomenal mm. Woman. Um, and they're very supportive, especially around the diversity and inclusion. So I think there is there is hope. <laughs> there is <laughs> definitely hope. It's just um it's always shocking and disappointing when things like these happen out of like and what feels like out of nowhere, uh, especially for members to to receive that that email um, 
it was was a shock to myself anyway yeah and uh as, as, as tell us a little bit more about about that the phenomenal women phenomenal uh, women yeah so um we're we're like alongside the membership campaign we've been doing. We're spots we're spotlighting five black senior women in the mm-hmm. industry, and uh, we're doing this because there are not many senior black women. And I say senior, I mean exec level black women. And again, it's about demonstrating representation to ensure that the younger generation know where they can go within their career. Uh, so that will be happening over the month of July. And then in uh, September, we'll be launching the podcast with the full interviews with all the five women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in October, we'll be holding a panel discussion again to meet the women in person. So we really want to push for um, we, we really are excited for this campaign because it really pushes for spotlighting successful talent. And the RSCS have been very supportive in this um and supporting us with with this campaign um especially because um some of the ladies who will be featured are RSCS members as well so yeah so that's something else to look forward to coming out from black women in real estate fantastic yeah. sounds like you've got a, a, a busy year ahead and I'll, I'll, uh, you can you can now go and type all that into our survey on our website about the RSCS <laughs> and that, and be good. So yeah. you want to make sure that we, we track the data yeah uh, <laughs> um Many thanks uh, to both of you uh, for, for giving up your time. And Hannah, best of luck with with, with both those campaigns. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, hope, hope everything goes well. And we'll be back next week with another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning.